Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. So let me thank Elliot Axelman for sending this to us. I've met him. He was at uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival. He's a very accomplished uh, gentleman. Uh, but just to pay, take his words first, and if you haven't listened to whatever it was I said last week, it's probably archived somewhere on freetalklive.com, I would imagine. You go to archives.freetalklive.com and look for last okay. show. But, um, you know, mostly what you said was something to the effect of... Um, well, we, we can tell... He, okay. He'll tell us what I said. Okay. And, and he did it the very next day, because that was Thursday evening last week, and um, by 3.24 a.m. on Friday, he had uh, sent this out, and, uh, you know, I... It's seldom that I get the attention of anybody at 3.24 a.m., so <laughs> I'm thrilled. Striking while the iron's hot, as it were. I th- uh, These are Elliot's words. Yeah. I think that it is extremely generous of you. This was actually addressed to Ian, but I'm sure he expected it to be shared with, with us. I think that it is extremely generous of you, in parentheses I would put Ian, to allow Mark and his friends to occasionally broadcast the show remotely, Especially considering that you seemingly screen their calls and produce the shows for them. He does. And I want to thank Ian for doing the, the screening right now. I mean, you know, the, the guy who, um, whose whole idea and whole passion was to create the show. is And just, who could do it better? You've invited me on your show many times. Um, and I've taken the libertarian position because I'm a libertarian. Mm-hmm. And I've invited you on the air. Ian has been on my show many, many years ago. Yeah. Um, and... You know, so there's you. You have no fear of a libertarian position on things and want it articulated, apparently. Um, but you're not. You've not claimed to be a libertarian on no. the air here, or frankly, anywhere in your life. Um, I think the term you used last week was "yellow dog Democrat," and I disagree with that because I know that your politics isn't aligned with the Democratic Party on every issue every time. Um, right. You know, you'll vote well, for them. That's why you're a yellow dog Democrat, because you'll vote for them as opposed to the yes. other party. Well, that is uh, true. If they, even if they were a yellow dog, which would be an improvement for many. Right. Um, that is truly the definition of a yellow dog Democrat. But you don't b- agree with the D- uh, Democratic Party every issue every time. You agree with no. them some issues. No. Some of the you know time, how some you just pe- think they're better than the Republicans right. generally. I'm sure you've heard this many, many times where somebody says, well, I don't look at the party. I vote for the person. I do never. I never vote for the person. I look at the agenda, and if it's got more stuff for me and my my benefit, I vote for them. And for the last my adult life, uh, the Republican Party hasn't had anything that outnumbered the benefits from the Democrats, even if many of them weren't beneficial to me. As far as the human body and uh, a lot of the physiology of it. I don't hold a candle to Elliot because he is a critical care and flight certified paramedic, which is the highest level of certification that a pre-hospital medical provider could attain. He's worked in emergency medical service since 2011, field training officer, adjunct professor, all levels of EMS students, experienced in multiple municipalities. He's experienced with inter-facility specialty care, uh, uh, paramedic, often utilizing ventilators, IV pumps, advanced airways, and managing cardiac arrests. So I don't hold a candle to him, but perhaps I've met a lot of doctors too that uh, are skeptical. perhaps in 15 years of radio, 
I've done a little bit more digging to see the agenda behind the stuff I'm reading and have a little more objective view of evidence than the magical thinking that Elliot likes to deal with. Okay, magical thinking. All right. <laughs> yes, I let's find that it. quite a bit on that. Well, let, let's start with one of the things that uh, he sent me a link, or he sent Ian, and I got it, uh, why you should not get the COVID vaccine. Okay. Now, let's not... We can talk about the the mandate, but that's not the, the issue. The Pardon me? Have you gotten the vaccine? I've gotten the, the vaccine. Shot, well, it was a course of two shots, yep. and then I've been boosted twice. According to the Federal Centers for Disease Control, the CDC, 20,630 individuals have died following the COVID vaccines, which is more deaths than all the prior vaccines combined. The figure comes from the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, V-A-E-R-S, I think pronounced VAERS. All right, here's another important statement that he makes. In order to submit a report to VAERS, a doctor must fill it out. That's false. And the process takes about 30 minutes per report. I don't know how long the doctor takes, but but it does. anybody can fill these out. Okay. Any, any member of the public, and there is no check to these. Okay. But we're still going to go with the, 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 the intellectual argument, if not the facts, which are wrong. <laughs> okay. uh, the CDC has admitted that less than 1% of adverse effects... Uh, By the way, um, on this, these VERS reports, where did you get this uh, information that um, people, anybody can fill one out? Uh, okay, well, I'll just jump ahead to that because he just goes on to, you know, spin his bias a little bit more. Um, okay, so now I am on... So, so by all means, spin your bias. <laughs> uh well, no, I don't have to because I'm at the VAERS site, which is uh, furnished by HHS, the, the U.S. government Health agency. Human Services. Yes, .gov. Henry, do you own a Henry rifle? And you might know your range if you did. Do you own a Henry rifle? No. <laughs> I wouldn't admit uh, it anyway on the air. So. I, I, I so, think he must empty that situation. Hold anyway, on just a second. You, you wouldn't admit you owning a firearm in the air? Hold on, uh, Major Payne. You wouldn't admit owning a firearm in the air? No, I was just trying to make a smart comment as I was trying to adjust the volume on my headset. All right, Major Payne, go just, ahead. I was just filling space. <laughs> well, yeah. That's I do. I have a shotgun at home. Okay. So. Good, good man. I love but I didn't. Man. I didn't know what, what a Henry rifle is, so I didn't want to admit to something that might be illegal. They are awesome, awesome tools. Um, you know, they, 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 they're very versatile. Go ahead. The earliest Henry rifle held like 17 rounds when the average Winchester held seven. So there you go. Why were they but, called Henry? Uh, it was the late, uh, the late 1800s. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, it, it held a long, I think it took a long Colt pistol cartridge. But uh, anyway, uh, evidently we have another active situation in a mall, the Mall of America in I think it was Bloomington, might have been Bloomfield. I'm pretty sure it was Illinois. The cops, uh, I was listening to Joe Paggs earlier, and he got a Twitter from a dude that said he ran out the back door because he heard, you know, stuff coming down. Elliot says they're over, and we need to, to give the title of his book, but it's farther down on my scrolling here, so I don't have it at my the tip of my tongue. But got he it. deserves a, a, to be called out for his book. Um <laughs> But I'm sure he, he can he appreciate did, the it, advertising. In the, pre, in the previous part, well, libertyblock.com, his blog, I'm sure you can get a link to the I the bet book. you can. Uh, he says, 
COVID deaths overreported by a factor of a thousand. That would mean if it were if CDC is saying a million, then he says that's about a thousand deaths. Okay. Okay. So CDC a million, Elliot a thousand. Now let me ask you just just back of the envelope on the napkin kind of calculations. Ten percent overreported, twenty percent, fifty percent overreported. I'm just trying to multiply a thousand times a thousand in my head here, and I'm coming up with numbers larger. Well, just than... do a million, uh-huh. and then a thousand has three zeros, so you a take three a thousand, zeros. Thousand, right? Yeah. Yep. So that's it. Okay. So, but I'm asking you just in the the realm of things where people do cover ups and stuff like that, and you have to realize that hospitals have a process for. Um, when there is a death at a hospital, until it starts really a lot of them dying every day, like w- during COVID, um, the doctor has to not just write it up. He has to appear in front of other doctors. I have a friend that, from Germany. He's an American citizen now. But he was sending me threads in January and February, uh, Twitter threads, in January and February that doctors in Italy and other parts of Europe were putting forward, and they were talking about the conditions uh, of the patients presenting in the emergency rooms. And it sounded horrible, and having to put them on ventilators. Everything in those threads started to spread through the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. And you see the same thing that doctors are saying that that they are dealing with until it comes to you locally in your own town and you're talking to people you know, and they're saying... Uh, what's going on in the hospital. So you're trying to tell me that this is a conspiracy that they... Well, you're not well, trying to tell me that... Uh, the, the, what Elliot was saying, how politicians use the virus to eliminate privacy, enrich themselves, and put the final nail in Liberty's column. How do you launch this? How do you... Okay. Well, I'd, I'd love to... to uh, so there's a... I can't remember who the, the statement's by, um, but it's never let a good crisis... Go Everybody right. says that. Right. Every politician. I'm sure. Um, at this point, they don't. Uh, at this point, there's plenty of... Uh, it's been said many times. So, w- I mean, is there a playbook that is in place... And the answer is, yeah, absolutely. George Bush put a playbook in place and it was, um, you know, mapped out and ready to go with what we were going to do with the pandemic. But the magical thinking part is that you dismiss what the science is doing. Hey, Daily Digestion listeners, this is Riley Blake. I enjoy Free Talk Live and I know you do too, but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy. So I produce the Daily Digest. I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin, visit patreon.com slash crblake86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you. I'm actually 15 and I had an experience today where... I was told by the federal government that I do not exist. So I was wondering if I should pay my taxes or not. No, you shouldn't. Um, what, what, how, how did they what tell did you, you that? just? <laughs> what did they? How did they tell you you didn't exist? I got to hear the story. So uh, about like ten years ago, when I was five, my social security card got lost from family drama. Yep. And I'm getting and in the state of West Virginia, I can get my driver's permit at fifteen. So that's been my goal. And I need my social security card for that. So today I went to the social security office 
and was going to, you know, oh, I'm going to go get my social security card. But, you know, as, as you know, the government doesn't like to make things easy. So I would go up and ask, you know, can I need a replacement social security card? I have my birth certificate. And the lady at the desk says, well, we need more than a birth certificate. Do you have any medical records? And we don't have health insurance, so we don't have any medical insurance, so we don't have proof of that. And they're asking, do you have a school ID? Now, I'm homeschooled. I have been since fourth grade. So this story is getting good, Anna. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I, I, I've got a question. Uh, do you yeah. know your Social Security number? I do not. My parents have it from tax forms, but I don't actually know the full number itself. I haven't memorized well. it. If you just go to ssa.gov, another social security administration.gov, and you click on uh, social security number and card, you can fill out the questions right there online, request a copy of a lost or stolen card, update or correct your personal information, request a social security number. You can all do all this online. And uh, there may be want you to, to you know send a, a photocopy or something, but this can be solved before you turn 16, I'm sure. <laughs> Let's hope so. I want, I, I'm sure she... So do you? are you trying to get your restricted permit, or are you trying to get your I'm, driver's permit? I'm trying to get my uh, driver's permit because I need my permit before I can get my actual license okay. when I'm 16. So I want to get my permit, be able to have that, and by the time I'm 16, I can get my actual license. And that I can also drive even, you know, being at 15. How long do you have okay. to hold the permit in order to get your I, license. I actually have what she needs here to get this stuff. Okay, just one second. I, I've got this question, though. How long do you have to have that permit before you can drive in West Virginia? When I, well, for 15-year-olds, it's, it's until you turn 16, but aside from that, it's six months. Okay. Or for okay. 300 hours. So according to online, to do this online, you need a, a birth certificate certified by the agency that issued them, not... A photocopy, not a notarized copy. So you have to, and you're like, if you went to the health department here in Manatee County, you go down, they, they print them up, and they certif- they're certified. Anytime I uh, interact with the government, I always expect things to go wrong. My favorite recently was I sent, um, uh, my for my son to get a passport, I had to send a letter in, because, you know, uh, they want to make sure that both parents agree that the kid gets a passport mm. because they don't want you running off with the kid um, to a foreign country because it, no. it's much harder to get them back. Oh, that that, that's probably a good policy. I understand the policy. Yeah. So I had to write this letter and apparently the bureaucrat could not discern how I'd written the date. So I wrote the date. Um, if we were talking about today, did um, you write it American style? No. Oh, American style is a mess. I wrote it. So I, I use a hybrid system that makes more sense. But um, there's only so many dates out there. So how did you write it? Um, so if you were going to use, uh, let's say, 1776, I don't want to date the program. <laughs> um, so I would go ni- uh, 1776. Then I put a uh, dash mark and then I put a zero and then I put the numeral seven, and I put a dash mark, and then put a zero, and I put the numeral four. Okay. So why? Why do I do that? Yes. Because um, – Who does that besides you?
Gee whiz, we can't get the uh, the human trafficking victims a roof? Of all the things the government spends money on, I, I, I mean, you know, you can't do that? All right. Well, it's amazing that we even have a, they were fighting for solo. It's, it's amazing that we even have an authorized lot to have them have an encampment. Because they were talking about it, they were fighting Let back the and men forth. Camp and all of well, all the neighbors complain that they don't want to have them in their yard. You sure. know what I mean? But they always complain about the, the homeless people are just camped out everywhere and they don't want to see them. See what I mean? So they complain about one thing and they don't want to do the other thing. So they have a, um, or they have authorized lots. They don't want that, you know, because it's, it's going to be in their neighborhood. Everybody fights and everybody don't want that. But they don't want to have them camped out in the yard, uh, park where you can't go there because they're shooting and they're stabbing and they're selling girls there, selling drugs. They can't go to the park. They complain about that. So you so. know what the libertarian answer to this is, Sarah? Uh-oh. You should be free to do what you want on your own property so long as you don't harm other people. Well, how does that relate to this? If, it, if you want homeless people to camp on your property, maybe you rent it out to them really cheap, then... Well, we, we that's got the a answer. problem. The women were trafficked. They didn't choose to come here. Did you see that the Bitcoin legislation that's working its way through Congress has a 200 uh, de minimis, which means that no. you don't have to. What to, is that? <laughs> to uh, it means that you can make a payment of up to two hundred dollars with Bitcoin for something, and you don't have to keep track of it on your income taxes. Well, I, I'm so delighted. <laughs> well, if you want to, if you were a business person that wanted to receive payments for your hamburgers uh, or coffee, yes, then yeah. I think that's a good thing. Because you know, if, if CNBC, if for people who don't know, is like the the number one business television network, and there's always some talking head on there that goes, "Well, that sure can't be used for payment," <laughs> and because nobody's using it for payment, well, nobody's using it for payment because who wants to keep track of their Starbucks coffee? And pay taxes on it. I will make the point that in um, Keene, New Hampshire, people are using Bitcoin for payment all the time. Um, it's uh, You can go to uh, dozens of businesses there and make your payments in Bitcoin. They're happy to get it because they believe it's going to go up. And the business owner generally holds it. And I will bet very, very few of those people reported that stuff. And the reason they um, didn't report it is, is it whether it was legal or illegal, it was just functionally impractical. The only thing I found that was really something useful, because the purpose is for me, well, for you to wear a mask so you don't blow your infected snot on me here in the studio yeah. when you're uh, pontificating. Indeed. And, the, and vice versa. That's what I've been told all along, is, is the mask is for the protection of the other person. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, I think that... So the only relevant study I could find... It was uh, one in Germany that was done early in the process, and when the mandate came in, they found a drop in transmissions, uh, and that was early in the process, very early, like in the late late 2020, and you know, but that that was one way to measure it, but it instead we've created this whole uh, that is going back to the beginning that this is some conspiracy to get you to comply and be obedient. Yeah, I've never really understood what the um, conspiracy might be behind mask wearing. I like um, being able to, to choose to wear a mask. And fr frankly, prior to COVID-19, you really couldn't do that in American society. It was weird. 
Mm. Highly yes. weird. Now, when I was in Asia, people would wear, wear masks all the time. My presumption is, is they were feeling a little ill. And they just wanted to make sure to be as polite as possible, so they wear a mask. And that seems like a really great thing to do. Now, I do see some people who wear masks that seem to be hypochondriacs, right? And that are somehow they're trying to protect themselves, which to me doesn't seem to be very effective. So quarantine is when somebody is sick and they um, sort of lock them in. Well, the whole family. Is, is... And there's a lot of legal precedent for that. There's far less for requiring healthy people to do things. Well, actually, during the Spanish flu, there were a lot of mandates for there were. masks and there were things some. like that. And that was but, used well, for precedent. That's, that's... But I think it's interesting that you shut down the courts in the process, and then no one has due process, right? Like, so... Um, like, think about the, think about it for a second that the lock, consider that the lockdown was the entire country was put on house arrest and there was no habeas corpus that was possible. When did that happen? You couldn't go to court for months. You couldn't, like, habeas well, you corpus. You just said is, the whole country. The whole country. People were going around at different levels, at different uh, states of We were told early on, don't even leave your house to go exercising because a person on a bicycle is like a giant flamethrower 40 feet of death. Do you remember this? I don't remember anything about the giant flamethrower. That sounds like it would have been very interesting. <laughs> well, but I'm just saying, early have... on, things were nuts. Once you accept... That um, they're they're in charge and there's nothing you can do about it. You're their serfs by their very system. There's a big difference between serfs and this is an, a system that has evolved from serfhood. I mean, but it's not now. Okay, what's the difference? Serfs pay in, quit in, rents really in the hierarchy. Po- property s- tax. S- serfs were part of the land. Right. A step up from serfdom is slavery. So then your livestock. When okay, so as a serf, you could leave. Like the uh, carnival comes through um, with the gypsies, and you're like, "Yeah, I'd rather do that." And you could, right? And if you got caught, you'd be killed. Probably not. No. Yes. the 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 penalty in England uh, was death if you left the the lords that you were serfed to. All right. So let's let's take the premise that uh, serfs are bound to the land as uh, as some say. And but I mean, you know, like how how did the uh, the carnivals come through is what I would ask. Where did the what were the bards doing exactly? Well, I guess they weren't serfs. <laughs> they all were serfs. They're all um, you know, if they could employ you, you to do to it. You seem to use your serfdom very interchangeably. Um as far as it goes, the the serfs had an opportunity to leave and they many in many cases chose not to because life in um, as an owned piece of the land was better than traveling around in Florida we had a reform about oh 20 years ago give or take a couple of years All right. in Florida you register as a Democrat you register as a Republican you can register as an independent yes but why would you do that because you can't vote in a primary if you register as an independent well that's right. So before the reform, if you're a Republican, you could only vote in a Republican primary, Democrat only a Democrat primary. And before the reform, if there was no independent or opposition party, only the people that belonged in the, the party that had a candidate got to vote. And just roughly as a third Republican, third Democrat, third independent, it varies yep. a little bit. That would mean one third of the people got to choose the the who the 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 ruler 
the county commissioner, the city council person, the the state representative was. And that's generally how for, it works across America, though, right? I mean, like, you know, there's a primary and we pick well, a you know, generally, red liar and a blue liar and maybe even a white liar. And then, uh, you know, bring, bring well, him to the general and actually back in the day, Mark, when you were just a young lad, um, we hadn't gerrymandered the country so much that they actually had competition between one party and another. Now, in the the post-World War II and, well, post-Reconstruction, the South was a one-party state. So Democrats. Everybody, everybody that was allowed to vote was a Democrat. I am really curious what this whole abortion law thing is going to do through the election, because it was a it was a no doubt surefire win for the Republicans across the board in America. I saw Kansas. And then, ta-da, we won. <laughs> you know? We caught the car. <laughs> right, the, the dog that caught the car. And yeah. I'm curious because, you know, this is... Uh, well, you saw what happened in Kansas last night. If, you get, if you're listening and you weren't paying attention because you're not in Kansas, there was a, a, a question on the ballot uh, in the state... Of, of Kansas, the right to an abortion is uh, established in law. And the question put forward to the voters, can, you, the, can the legislature uh, revisit that law? That was what, in plain, plain English, can the legislature change the law is, is what it was about. But it was structured so that a yes was a no and a no was a yes. And you really had to figure yeah. out the wording. And still, in Kansas, the red state in the center of the red country of the center of the U.S. voted almost two-thirds to one to maintain abortion rights, reproductive rights, whatever you want to call them, in the state of Kansas, even though Republicans still dominate. It seems like the Democrat is, um, because of Biden coming in under what I would call unusual circumstances, um, that it seems like America, that his, his position isn't as firm as other presidents have been in the past, and that it's very likely that he might be a one-term president, too. He's old. Um, people are, he's has some of the lowest, lowest ratings of any president in history. Can't shake COVID, personally. Me. Well, is he sick right now? I mean, he's yeah. Old. He got reinfected right away. Oh, I didn't know that they, that happened. I they're thought he was blaming it on the Paxiloid. Said it was fine. Anyway, um, you know, all the best to him. Don't don't want to see him go. You oh. know, croaking. But uh, mm. nonetheless, Harris is not particularly popular either. It's not like that's a solution to uh, the Democrats' problems. <laughs> no, nobody should be out there saying little prayers for Joe Biden's uh, death. There, there's a lot of Democrats that think they're the solution for the Democrats' problems. They're, they are. And as a matter of fact, he might even have primary issues. Who knows? Um, you know, he's that weak. And it's it's likely that the Republican contender will be seriously looked at. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.